Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my podcast. Hope all of you are doing extremely well. As you know, this podcast is all about stories, short stories, chosen, picked and chosen from different authors across the world, across the history, across the times. So I try to choose stories from best of the authors because authors like Gedim Apasa, C.S. Forrester, O. Henry, Somerset Mom. They churned out such wonderful stories that keep us fascinated all the time. We not only get entertained, but we learn a lot of things. We get so much amount of insight about the human character. So this particular story, La Marlon from Gedim Apasa. La Marlon. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. They call her La Marlon because of her black hair and her complexion which resembled autumnal leaves and because of her mouth and thick purple lips which were like blackberries when she curled them. That should she be burned as a tired cast this in the district where everybody was fair enchanted by a father and a mother with the tow colored hair and a complexion like a butter was one of the mysteries of Arabism. One of her female ancestors must have had an intimacy with one of those traveling tinkers who have gone about the country with the time immemorial with faces the color of bistry and indigo crowned by a wisp of light hair. From that ancestor she derived not only by her dark complexion but also her dark soul Her deceitful eyes, whose depths were at times illuminated by flashes of every vice, her eyes of an obstinate, malicious animal. Handsome? Certainly not. Not even pretty, ugly, with an absolute ugliness, such a false look. Her nose was flat and she had been smashed by a blow while her unwholesome-looking mouth was always slobbering with greediness or uttering something while her hair was thick and untidy in a regular nest of vermin to which may be added a thin, feverish body with a limping walking shot she was a perfect monster yet all the young women of the neighborhood men, I'm sorry, of the neighborhood had been loved to her and whoever had been honored longed for her society again. From the time that she was twelve, she had been the mistress of every fellow in the village. She had corrupted boys of her own age in every conceivable manner and place. Young men at the risk of imprisonment, even steady old notable and venerable men, such as the farmer of Ecloxius, Marcian Martin, Lake's mayor, and other highly respectable men have been taken by the manners of that creature and that reason why rural policeman was not severe upon them in spite of his love for summoning people before magistrates was so people said that he would have been obliged to take out summons against himself. The consequence was that she had grown up without being interfered with and was a mistress of every fellow in the village, as the schoolmaster said, who had himself been one of the fellows, but the most curious part of the business was that no one was jealous. 
they handed her on from one to the other and when someone expressed astonishment at this to her one day she said to this unintelligent stranger is everybody not satisfied and then how she could any one of them even if he had not been jealous have monopolized her they had no hold on her she was not selfish and though she accepted all gifts whether in kind or in money she never asked for anything and she even appeared to prefer praying herself after her own fashion by stealing also seemed to care about was her reward was pilfering and a crown put into her hand gave her less pleasure than the money which she had stolen neither was in any use to dream of ruling her as sole male or as a proud master of the hen roost for which of them no matter how broad shouldered he was would have been capable of it some try to vanquish her but in vain how then could any one of them claim to be her master it would have been the same as wishing her uh, to have the sole right of baking the bread in the common oven in which the whole village baked but there was one man who formed an exception and that was brew the shepherd he lived in the fells in a small hut on cakes made of olive and dow uh, which he kneaded on a stone and baked on hot ashes now here now there is a hole dug out in the ground and heated with the dead wood potatoes milk cow cheese blackberries and small cask of old gin that he had distilled himself were his daily pittance but he knew nothing about love although he was accused of all sorts of horrible things and therefore nobody dared abuse him to his face in the first place because brew was a spare and son of a man who handled his shepherd's crook like a drum major does his stuff next because uh, his three sheep dogs which had teeth like wolves and who knew nobody except their master and lost him for fear of evil arm for brew it tempered new spells which would blight the scorn give the ship food fruit and cattle the rinder pressed make cows die in calving set fire to the rocks and stocks but brew was the only one who did not loll out the tongue after la morelon naturally wanted she began to think of him and she declared that she at any rate was not afraid of his evil eye so that she went after him what do you want he said and she replied boldly what do i want i want you very well he said but then you must belong to me alone all right was her answer if you think you can please me he smiled took her into his arms and she was away from the village for a whole week she had in fact become entirely bruce exclusive property the village crew excited they were not jealous of each other but they were often what could she could not resist of course he had the charms and spells against every imaginable thing and they grew furious not they grew bold and watched from behind a tree she was still lively as ever but he poor fellow seemed to have become suddenly ill and required most tender nursing 
in our hands. The villagers, however, felt no compassion for the poor shepherd, and so one of them, more courageous than the rest, advanced towards the hut with his gun in his hand. Tie up your dogs, he cried from a distance, fasten them up, brew, or I will shoot them. You need not be proud of the dogs, La Merlon replied. I'll be answerable for it. They will not hurt you. And she smiled as the young man with the gun towards her. What do you want? The surface said. I can tell you, she replied. He wants me, and I am very willing. There, Brew began to cry, and she continued. You are good for nothing. She went off with the lad, while Brew seized his crook, saying which the young fellow raised his gun. Seize him, seize him. The shepherd shouted, arching on his dogs, while the other had already got his finger on the trigger to fire them. But La Marlon pushed the nozzle down and called out, Here dogs, purr, purr, my beauties. And the three dogs rushed up to her, licked her hands, frisked about as they followed her, while she called to the shepherd from the distance, You see, brew, they are not all jealous. And then with a short and evil laugh, she added, They are my property now. My dear listeners, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a pleasure to narrate the story to you. Hope you have enjoyed. Take care of yourself. Thank you so much.